Welcome to Whiskey Wednesdays, a podcast session with Manny Carrera, your real estate resourcer. Here we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers and shakers of El Paso, Texas, showcasing their experiences and successes along with a unique glass of whiskey every episode. Enjoy. What is up, y'all? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 37 of Whiskey Wednesday Podcast Sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today, I'm going to be joined by the beautiful criminal lawyer here in El Paso, Texas, Alexandria Serra. Alexandria, welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Um, and I'm personally super excited because one, this has been long overdue, right? I know. I think we've been trying and trying and trying, but you're a busy woman, very successful. I'm super slammed, right? Violet keeps me super busy. Um, but really glad for us to finally get together and talk. Uh, so how do you feel, first of all? Great. Yeah, man, really liking your dress. Thank you. Super bright. Yeah, man, I wear jumpsuits. <laughs> jumpsuits, yeah. The she said her jumpsuits are so her far, things, yeah. Right? yeah. Awesome. So more podcasts, more jumpsuits. I can more go jumpsuits. shopping. Yeah, yeah. And another excuse to buy some jumpsuits. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> really excited to be here. We're going to be sipping on some whiskey today. We are drinking on Duar's Blended Scotch Whiskey. Uh, this is the white label version. So Duar's has a whole bunch of different versions. I personally like every whiskey. I don't think I've drinking one. I don't think I've drinking one that I don't like, other than maybe the Japanese ones, because they're crazy strong. I don't yeah. know if you tried. I've never tried. No? I'm a it's like 140 guy. proof. Yeah, it's insane. But you're a tequila drinker, right? Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tequila preference, what's your bottle? Ornitos. Ornitos? Yeah. Ornitos. Yeah. Lime or orange? Oh, orange. Orange? Yeah. Orange, yeah. I'm an orange that we got. Yeah, man, I didn't it's discover that fresh, until huh? I was in El Paso. Really? Yeah. Nice. It's been my downfall a few times. Really? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah man. downfall. Uh, El Paso in general, I mean, if you're drinking out here, it's, it's fun. Uh, so let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself for the people you know that don't know uh, who you are, what you do. Who is Alexandra? Uh, I am a disaster. No. <laughs> I'm in a disaster. I'm a disaster. Help. We're all a disaster. No, I'm an entrepreneur, and entrepreneurs are pretty extra, right? Yeah. So my day starts at 4 a.m. I work pretty much all day. Uh, I'm a criminal defense attorney here in El Paso, and I also do intellectual property. So patents, trademarks, copyrights, things like that. That's awesome. My biggest area in that is aerospace. So I have a, an aerospace client. So Sweet. I do things some, for some big corporations. Nice. And I run around like every other entrepreneur trying to make meetings and court and podcasts yeah, and yeah. things like that. Trying to make things happen, huh? Yeah, and my biggest thing here is helping the people of El Paso and helping female entrepreneurs, right? So every Thursday I do Lawyer Talk Thursdays because I think part of being a lawyer is being a public servant. Right. So you got to let the people know information that they should know. Exactly. Right? So anytime you guys want to know something, hit me up on Facebook or Instagram and I do my videos every Thursday. The other thing is, is I love you boss babes and I try to get as involved in female entrepreneurship as That's possible. Awesome. That's yeah. super awesome. So you're not from El Paso. Are you born and raised here or where are you from? No, I'm a transplant from Manhattan, Kansas. All right. Well, actually, outside. So here's civilization. Here's where I grew up. Wow. I graduated. Was it something like a farm? Yeah, farm I mean, I, I had five acres, but uh, I grew up 
where my school, my high school, right. was seven through twelve in the middle of a cornfield. Like oh, I, I am not shitting you. Like in, I graduated with fifty other people. Whoa. Most of them related. I'm just, oh, I'm shit. Just, I'm just oh my god, you just blew my mind. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, you painted that town really quick for me. I was just like, yeah. oh. Uh-huh, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's where I grew up. Um, awesome. Super awesome childhood. The only trouble I ever got into was like bonfires in the middle of a pasture with some Bud Light. Like, very chill. Some Bud Light. But, yeah, right? Wait, drugs are a thing? I don't know. Um, so funny. that was super fun. My dad is uh, actually from. Puerto Rico. Awesome. So if you can imagine, so he moved from Puerto Rico when he was eight, came to New York with with his mom, and then ended up going to college at Kansas State, which is how he got to Kansas and how we got. So imagine this like 17-year-old Puerto Rican guy like pushing his car across country to the middle of nowhere, right? And going to college teeny tiny guy like five eight maybe walked onto the football team thought he could play football right got his ass kicked real bad (laughs) but he learned uh, at least he was able to share that huh (laughs) yeah man i know Uh, i know uh he thought it was pretty tough yeah he thought it was pretty tough and then so um he got a job in my hometown sorry about that guys and then met my mom and the rest is history. But I grew up, unfortunately, without a lot of uh, the Hispanic culture, right? Because right. He, he had to really, quote unquote, whitewash himself in right, that right. community. It was very conservative. It right. was very... He had to fit the part just Right. To... And, and so I missed out on a lot of that because I should know Spanish, right? My, my dad right. spoke Spanish all his life. Right? Yeah, yeah. But he pretended not to know it. Right? He pretended really? not to know so it to fit in. It was in. always English. Until yeah, it was always English. Uh, and it that's what we spoke in the home. That's what I spoke at school. And now I'm like kicking him. Like, are you serious? I yeah. built this awesome life in El Paso. Like, you're going to tell me some Spanish? You're like, wait, I don't know. Yeah, no. I'm missing I mean, one thing. So yeah. has, has Spanish in the last, you said you've been here for five years, right? Yep. Have, nope. has, no, your Spanish has stayed <laughs> no, I mean, the same. <laughs> I, I understand a lot more than, than I speak, and That's regrettably, good. I have not picked up the language as I should. At least you could understand because you don't want somebody talking smack behind you yeah. and not even knowing, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, growing up in this small town, um, at what point or what age did you decide to kind of leave that behind? You mean to become a giant hippie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, college. 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 I had some really cool uh, college friends, and they sort of exposed me to life on the outside. Yeah. I mean, Kansas is a wonderful place, and it's a lot more liberal now, but I decided to go law school take one in Washington, D.C. Okay. So I had cool college friends, kind of got me exposed to, to the outside. And then um, my last year of college, I went to Botswana on a humanitarian aid trip. That's awesome. And so that exposed me to a lot of, of things. And I was there for three months, uh, and I taught first and fifth grade in the same classroom. Really? So the way it works in Botswana is education is free. So education is free from kindergarten through college. Right. But the issue is, is that poor families, instead of sending their kids to public school, they send them out to the cattle fields to work. So you have these like four or five, six, eight year olds out there working. Plowing. Right. To help the family get income. 
by the time they come back and say, hey, man, I'm 10, I'm ready to go to school, they're so far phased out of their age group, they have to go to private school. Really? So my humanitarian aid was actually teaching out of private school. First, fifth graders, same classroom, ages from like 9 to 26. At a 26-year-old fifth grader. Right? And so the young kids are speaking Setswana, which is the native language, right? Okay. The official language is English. So, of course, you know, we're pushing English. Uh, and then the older people are helping me translate with younger ones. We have one book. Like, they've wow. never so seen a science resources. project. It's just... It was insane, but it was amazing. So I got that international experience, came back, and then went to D.C. for, for law school. Right. And, and since then, you know. Yeah. So what was that experience like for you? Did it change you in any way coming back? Um, oh, absolutely. The culture shock coming back was yeah. way worse than going back. Like, yeah. way worse. Because you get used to the simple life. I mean, I had, the only possessions I had were enough to put in, like, my big backpack. Right. Right. And, you know, I wore the same clothes every third day. Right. I washed clothes on a line. You know, yeah. I had two pairs of shoes with me at the time. You know, I was a prissy college kid. So it was like I had blonde high lines and all this crap. And yeah. Of course, over that you can't find hair dye. I mean, you can't even find clean water. So where people so, kind of like, whoa. This so is when insane. you come back, you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Is it a little bit like humbling? Oh, totally. Humbling? Totally, That's absolutely, awesome. 100%. And, you know, sometimes I cycle through, like, I want to be fabulous, I want to be minimalist, I want to be yeah. fabulous, right? So a lot of that time, um, I vlogged while I was out there, I kept in contact with a lot of the kiddos. I actually have uh, tattoos on my feet in the language. And really? on my right foot uh, is peace and on my left foot is hope in Setswana. And so the saying goes, peace is what's right, but when there is no peace, hope is what's left. Damn. So once I came back from Botswana, my first set of tattoos. That's awesome. That's a snippet. <laughs> That's snippet, number one. <laughs> That's an awesome little saying. So that experience, I mean, that's that's freaking awesome. I've always wanted to go abroad and just kind of help or kind of see it for myself. Because the cool thing I think about El Paso is El Paso is just so cultured. We have this Mexican culture here that's is just so strong, right? But you literally go across this highway and you go across a bridge and, and you see the Mexican culture, but in a different aspect and over there it's literally third world so mm -hmm. you do get that taste of poverty you do get that taste of struggle and and what people are dealing with but it's just crazy to see how many people are dealing with it all around the world you mm -hmm. know it's, it's it's really humbling i'm sure and then you know we did the touristy stuff too right it was yeah. a group of six of us so we did we went to zambia i actually climbed down to the bottom of victoria falls Right, like I was there's a monkey. This big, yeah, this yeah, it's amazing. It's a it's a wonder of the world. And then I have a picture. I should have brought them of me in like a backpack. And there's this like monkey that jumped on my backpack and stole my apple no out of my way. backpack. Yeah, it was just super cool. And um, we did you know the the safaris and all that kind of stuff. And I did 
wine tours in Stallenbosch, which is in South Africa. That's awesome. Uh, the brandy wine made me feel like I was on the Titanic, and I literally really? was tripping out so much I thought I was sinking. How so? Like, like, like hallucination. No, like the hostel we were staying in had this grand staircase, and Titanic is my favorite movie oh, okay. ever. Right. So I started so to like, reenact. Right. Like I'm like we're sinking, we're sinking. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it was super fun. That's insane. Yeah, no, it was, it was really, really insane. Uh, and then since then, I go internationally uh, every year, sometimes twice a year, um, for different types of things, not necessarily humanitarian aid, but I need to get, like, I just need to get out. Yeah. Right? It's good to taste something different, you know, and I think in America in general, you could go anywhere and it's the same type of mm-hmm. feel, but you go anywhere across. I'll bring even you to the Canada. country, see how you feel Yeah, about that, I would right? love to, honestly. You're shoot some clay pigeons and... <laughs> some know. clay pigeons? I'm yeah, down. Right? Yeah, yeah. I would, honestly, I would love to experience that. Like, I'm the type that, obviously I'm consumed in the world that we're living in right now, yeah. in the social media world. I have the iPad, I have everything that mm-hmm. I need to run a business, but I would so love to just disconnect like once a month go to a little farm somewhere where there's no reception and just yeah because hang out with some we cows. vegan folk right <laughs> yeah, we're love vegan to be on too. farms yeah that's so yes. awesome yeah we're gonna talk about that too so you have a really interesting background so far but you know where so you you went into college you obviously out there in dc mm-hmm. meeting a lot of people learning a lot yeah. obviously how was that experience out there in, in college i hated dc Well, I went for law school and I sort of underestimated like how long the commute was. I lived in Virginia and commuted into DC and I just wasn't, I wasn't prepared for law school, right? Because I did the whole like go through all your schooling and straight into college and not have any really life experiences. And and then you just leave because I went to college about 20 minutes from where I grew up. Like I took my mom and my laundry on the weekends, right? Mm. And so to go from that to um, DC was crazy. It was just, it was just insane. So I lasted about a year and a half in law school and then was like, yeah, this is not for me. So you dropped out? Not okay. Yeah. I was like, no, we're not doing that. Right. Uh, And then, so I've always had the entrepreneur mindset. I started my own business out there and it was like moderately successful, right? I could survive on it. Uh, I remember though I was I was a personal trainer and wellness coach. My oh, undergrad's awesome. kinesiology oh, and cool. biomechanics, so I kind of have that background. And so I remember I would take my because rent's so expensive out there. I would take my little Target, you know, like the reusable Target bag, and it's like I would go to the grocery store, and that's all I could buy for the whole week. What Whatever fit, fit in that bag, and it's like fifty dollars. And like DC, yeah. that goes nowhere, right? Like crackers, not a bunch really, of crackers, right? A bunch of crackers, like some be- dried beans, and I don't know, like I don't even know. But but that was a really humbling experience because. Yeah. In a way, every entrepreneur's life is like that at some point. Yeah. Whether it's like, I can't really afford groceries, or I have to downsize my living space, or I have to sell my car, or whatever it is, right? We all go through that. So whatever your little baggie is, right? To be an entrepreneur, you have to go through that phase. I think you have to be willing to lose everything but also keep that mind to where you're gonna be because I think that's the only thing that pushed me I've experienced that like I remember being in Florida even and just like holy shit I have to sell this car 
but in two weeks I'll just buy another one and you know then I'll be okay and this is gonna move over here and this is gonna happen right. so I think the only thing that even keeps somebody pushing through those experiences is keeping that end in mind and knowing I mean it's all gonna be worth it or even believing in yourself that much that it's gonna happen mm-hmm. right because for you to have to go through those struggles it's freaking tough yeah. as an entrepreneur I mean, do you feel like because whenever I take on a new project, I'm like, holy shit. Like, right. I am totally not prepared for this. And then you grow into it, mm-hmm. right? I just, just feel personally like I, I'm so amazing. <laughs> my work, my I'm so work, amazing. I'm so <laughs> amazing, guys. No, but I feel like I just do a lot better job when things are just tossed at me. When I have mm-hmm. so much on my plate, it's, it's, it really just turns me into somebody else. And when things are nice and easy, I'm like, like I need something to happen I need something to happen I, I really like I guess you know the the firefighting or the the uh, kind of being engulfed with work or even issues like it mm-hmm. just kind of excites me dealing with shit it's weird it's amazing how much you can like do with yourself yeah. in a day because law school take two was at SMU so I moved from DC to Dallas and like trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do with my life and I took all those stupid like what are you supposed to do with your life tests? And it kept coming, lawyer, 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 right? So I'm like, all right, fine. So I got back into law school at SMU, but at night. So I would like get up, go work out, go to work all day at an intellectual property law firm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to school from like 5.30, 6 o'clock, all the way till 9, 9.30, right? And then I would drive the hour home, and then do it all again, day in and day out. And Were day you in. still doing the training at the time? No, huh? So when I got back to Dallas, I was like, okay, I need some experience in the yeah. field. And so I got a job as a legal assistant at this law firm and then technical writer, a patent agent, patent attorney once I graduated. So it was just one of those things. But you'd be amazed. I mean, you probably find that. If you have nothing to do in the day, you'll do nothing. But if you have 100 things, you'll finish them all. Yeah, there's deadlines you get to put... If I have a deadline, I'm cool with it. Like that's that's all I need. When there's no deadline, huh? We catch ourselves too. We wrote it down the other day. Mm-hmm. We still need to get. Like on Sunday, uh, it was Mother's Day, and I'm a doggy mom, right? And Congratulations. so, yeah, happy yeah, Mother's thank Day. You. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but my dog let me spend eight hours in bed watching the first season of Game of Thrones, and don't you dare spoil it for me. I've only got like 60 hours left to watch. So. No one believes me, but I can't get into that show. Not even the first season? I watched the first episode two times in the last year. And you I gotta do like, it. you gotta, yeah. Can't push through it. Honestly, like the first one, I'm just like, I'm not into it. Oh I don't God. know why. Everyone is. And it, that's what keeps me like super curious as to why. I was very anti. It. I was really? very anti. And then I'm like, what the heck am I gonna do today? Let's watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. And by episode three, I was like, okay. This is a thing. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> and I was the, like, poo-poo and Anna. Thing. I was like, oh, you guys are so stupid. Poo-poo and Anna? Why do you, why do you, yeah. No. No, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it? Yeah. It's I, it. Uh, don't ruin it for me. Are you a Netflix binger? Do you, uh, do you yeah, catch yourself I mean, binging on the good I, shows? So, as an entrepreneur, right, we are naturally bingers. Yeah. Right? So, like, we're, we binge on product, projects, food. Yeah. Or lack of food. Whiskey. Uh, yeah. Tequila, in my case. <laughs> and definitely, if I get time to watch TV. Yeah. 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 What's it's your little, show? Breakaway. Um, I've just been into some recent ones, and I'm literally knocking them out in days. Yes, so, man. it's like, 
I'm feeling like I have a problem because I, I still have my job, you know, but I, it's, this is happening from like 11 to like 4 a.m. And then I'm getting up at 8 and I'm like, whoa, I'm cool with four, I'm cool with four hours. Right? Yeah, so uh, the OA, I mean, A-O? What is the OA? No, A-O. A-O. O-A? What does it stand for? You haven't watched it recently, but... <laughs> <laughs> I just knocked it out like a month ago. Um but that and... Have you watched Billions? No, I haven't. That's so good. You know which one I, I love to rewatch? Like, huh. I just can't get enough. I could... I've probably seen the entire show, like, at least ten times. Uh, the Office. Okay, yeah. I love the fucking Office. Yeah. Like, Dude, watch Billions. It's Billions? Intense. Yeah, it's super really? good. Really? Yeah. Super good. How Write many, it down. How many, it. how many seasons am I going to have to knock well, are out? Are we on three or four? I don't know. It's just... Billions. It's so good. Oh, man. Yeah. I uh, Netflix is amazing, but it's also super distracting. I actually had to get rid of my TV. Really? In Florida. And I had told you this. I, I had no TV in the house because I was like, it's so distracting. I don't even want to get distracted for one hour because I was building some network marketing business. And I was so dedicated to it. Only eating their product, only you know consuming Whoa. everything. I was like, one hundred and thirty percent, like Whoa. all okay. of it. It was okay. so intense. But um, so entrepreneurship, you know, growing that entrepreneur business for you, and then going out to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had to kind of stop that fitness. You said, you, yeah, you yeah. It was just one of those things that like. I think I can be my own boss. I can survive. This is the skill set I have. Right. And it's like, yeah, but I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like 24, 25 of them. Right. Nothing. Nothing. How right. long did you stay out there in Dallas? Um, so I was in Dallas for t- for almost five years, a little over four years. And then once I graduated school, I worked on a criminal case out here in El Paso. And as part of uh, law school, you can do what's called a clinic. And a clinic is like a practical, you go in the field and you work on real cases, right? And so the case that I was working on was out of El Paso, never been to El Paso in my life. And we were just supposed to like analyze the case and write a brief on it. Well, what did I do? I'm like, hey, SMU, can you fly me out to El Paso so that I can interview this kid? And they did it. So that was my first experience with El Paso is the school flew me out here. I did an interview with the defendant, Skyped all my class in. We got to have like a little experiential learning thing. And then through that, I met an attorney who I worked closely with and ended up coming here and working at the public defender's office out that's of awesome. yeah out of law school. So that's how I ended up here. And I love El Paso. I will never leave. It's amazing. So your right? first impression of El Paso was what? Was I don't even know. I don't even remember. I love it no. so much. No. I remember being in Walmart and sort of being overwhelmed. Really? Right? And just being like I have never been in a place like this before and Whoa, right? Yeah. I know, but it, it's amazing. Especially the Walmart. You guys have... Yeah, known. man. I went like straight to Walmart. That's the worst place to go. It's like we should have went to like a Barnes and Noble. jail, Walmart. <laughs> Worse yeah. than both of those. Come right? On. But no, I mean, it's it's fabulous. So I am, in, I am in love with El Paso. I love everything El Paso. If you follow me on Instagram, it's like, here's a picture of El yeah. Paso. Here's the, you know, because it's great. It's, it's a beautiful great. city. I, it's like one of those things where... Everybody come visit me in El Paso, right? Yeah. I want my family to come. I want my friends to come. And then it's also kind of like, stay in my city. Right? Don't let the secret <laughs> but out, But only man. come for like a day or two. Because yeah, right? <laughs> the thing is, people are so awesome here that you can take a concept from 
Austin, DC, yeah. San Diego, wh- wherever, Portland, and kind of tweak it to be here as an entrepreneur and people just love it. Yeah. Right? It's so cool. This And it's so crazy because you've been here for five years, uh-huh. right? I'm born and raised here and I've literally seen a shift and so many people have, people that have lived here for more than, you know, 10 years uh-huh. have seen that El Paso was this city that never supported new businesses or, you know, local businesses, never really went to concerts, never really did that. And then we had this huge shift where I think there was just this like huge higher awareness in El Paso where everyone wanted to make the city cool. And so many things have just been coming into the city and making the city grow that it's literally just transformed from a small town to I think one of the up and coming kind of new, new huge Dallas areas or San Antonio's, you know, in Texas. And that's one of the reasons, too, why I actually stayed. Because I came to visit when I was living out there in uh, Miami. And I was getting my license out there for real estate. And one of my buddies showed me all this new area. And I was like, what? Like, this is all brand new. This was all desert when I was Mm -hmm. living here. And um, that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to stay. Like, this is getting too big. I need to be a part of this. But it's crazy to see, you know, how many businesses are really succeeding here in the city so much support that a lot of people are getting from you know just a sense of awareness that they're there mm-hmm. you know uh, clothing stores restaurants things like that too so and everybody's really supportive of each other yeah like that's what i like it's nobody's like oh that idea is stupid right really it, most people are like hey how can i help Right. right or that sounds cool like i know this guy who knows this other guy that's gonna gonna help you yeah there, so that's what i appreciate there's so much networking here yeah. right it's mm-hmm. it's such an entrepreneurial city i think it's really cool to live here so you obviously you know came out to el paso and boom you start working with this uh with, with partner, the public, right? yeah, with the public defender's office first, okay. right? And I spent almost two years there, and then went out with and partnered with another attorney uh, and worked with him. And he was my mentor, and he was amazing and taught me like most of what I know, right? And uh, then now he is a judge, and oh, I awesome. am out on my own. I work with another attorney, uh, and then I have my staff, and I actually have two companies and about to start a third. So there's a lot going on. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what is one of your favorite things about your career? Oh my gosh, I get to argue for a living. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best thing ever. I love that. (laughs) Uh, No, it's great. Um, Hearing people's stories and telling stories, right? So it's interesting to be in my position because I never give it a second thought. Like I talk for a living, I tell stories, right? Right. And when I went to public defender training, um, they did an exercise with us where like, let's say you're my partner and I told you my story, like whatever story it was, right? Normally a traumatic story, right? right? Yeah. Like I tell you my story, right? And then I sit here like my client would sit here, right? And you stand up and you tell my story. And 100% of the time, the other person gets it wrong. Gets something wrong, tells it right. incorrectly, doesn't put the right emotion into yeah, it. Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, like, that's not right. Oh my God. That's not, I can't believe you I just, to say I just that. told you this <laughs> yeah. like five seconds ago. This is as a defense attorney. Right? It, it, well, just as an attorney, an attorney but in yeah, attorney in general, because we speak for our clients. And so the exercise of putting me in my client's position was just like, oh my God, 
Like so, so humbling. So learning those stories and then really refining my skills to try to tell them correctly, that's what I like about my job. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's really insane kind of when you start thinking about it because you're having to, one, make them happy, Mm -hmm. but also match the emotion and argue at the same time, right? And 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 make sense of it because obviously there's one side to the story. There's another side to the story. Mm -hmm. But you're having to kind of make that that transition or transfer out and and like when you're showing a house right you got to know your audience right so i'm gonna be different in front of a jury of people versus like a judge you're gonna be different exactly you know first time home buyers versus like super rich couple versus you know mom and pop that kind of thing right right yeah it's really interesting it's it's fun yeah so what would you say is you know what was the main reason for you going into that specific area criminal why criminal uh, because of my experience working on that case. Yeah. Right. And just it, it fit. It okay. felt right. Yeah, I do a lot of things based on feeling. Mm. Like I'm sort of like a intuitive. Right. And just like step out, just believing that the staircase is there. Yeah. Right. Instead of being like, okay, well, is it gonna, is it gonna be safe going down? No, yeah. I'm just like, eh. and sometimes I fall flat on my face. Right. But it felt right. So that's, that's how awesome. I ended up in criminal. So five years into it, you're here in El Paso still, mm-hmm. right? I love it. <laughs> Do you feel like that decision was right? Uh, 100%. Yeah, that's awesome. 100%. That's really good. As long as you feel that even, you know, going into it years after, that's that's a good feeling. I'm very intuitive as well. And I feel like every decision that I've made for the last, let's say, four or five years has been intuitive as hell. And I haven't had any, like, regrets, big regrets, you know, so... I think going with your gut is super huge, too. If you, I guess, have that trust, exactly what you're saying, too. Because there's a lot of ways to second-guess that feeling mm-hmm. with your with your brain, obviously. Overthinking things and things. And, I mean, you fuck it up all the time, yeah. right? Like, that's part of the process. And the nice thing about it is, like, when people are like, oh, should I do this? It's like, just do it and course correct, right? Because once you're on a path, you don't want to stay on the path. You can go over here, you yeah. can go over here, right? And, and that's part of the process. But, uh, I mean, it's gotten me into trouble plenty of times. Yeah, I bet. Right? You just, you just figure it out. But I don't know For about sure. you. Before we started, you talked about, like, the law of attraction. And, yeah. like, meeting the right people Definitely. at the right time. Exactly. And I think having the mentality of, like, let's just try this yeah. is the way to meet the right people at the right time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, especially because I think a lot of people don't make that decision because of that fear that sets into being wrong, you know? But yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're wrong, you just fix it later. Fix yeah, it later. Yeah, within reason, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you're really wrong, I get a lot of people out of trouble, so don't worry about it. Yeah, there you go. So, what are some of the most common types of cases that you see, you know, being here in El Paso? Uh, AFEs and DWIs. What's the first one? Uh, AFE, it's assault family violence. Oh, okay. And the silly thing about assault Y'all family violence. Y'all need to calm down. I know, right? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Don't let her call the cops now. Don't let her call. <laughs> Don't let her, no. Uh, so assault family violence includes like roommates. So if you have a roommate and you get in a fight with another guy roommate, that's an assault family violence. Mm. Or a former girlfriend or lover, or your mom, yeah. or your you know whatever it is. So it's a really broad category. So that happens a lot. 
Uh, and then sometimes what I see, I mean, there's plenty of cases that are super legit and someone beats somebody up and right. But then there's also this subset of cases of like, no, he didn't. I'm going to punish him by calling the cops. And then he freaking goes to jail. Yeah. Right. And then she feels bad. <laughs> right. And then it's like a mess. Right. Yeah. So, so there's that. That's one. And those are, and the, the district attorney's office takes this very seriously as they should. Right. Right. But unless it's legit, don't call the cops. The other thing Meditate, is, man. Right, man, walk <laughs> away. Right? He, he cannot play child support if he is, in fact, in jail. Right? Okay. okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> right? I don't have a kid. Like, right? And uh, so just, just get out of there. Uh, the other thing is DWIs. DWIs are just so huge yeah. here. Like, so, so huge here. It's unfortunate. I mean, this city kind of has always had a rep of having fun, <laughs> you know? There's so much nightlife happening out here and so many things to do. I think it's it's just a, a fun city, but I think, too, people take advantage of that. And, you know, instead of fucking calling Uber, mm-hmm. they're trying to crawl to their car and get in and, you know, drive. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you do see that a lot. It's and people crazy. going, like, what? wrong ways on the highway. And yes, I've like, seen that. I mean, crazy that. rollover <laughs> accidents. And, I mean, it's just awful there's there's a lot of dwis and the judges are really cracking down hard on the dwis they're putting the machines on the cars they're doing like all of these things because it's it's a real problem here so those are the two common i mean i see a lot of possessions of the marijuana i mean like little Mm -hmm. stuff like that but el paso is really cool and they're trying to find solutions to like small amounts of marijuana anything under two ounces you know uh, to have like a first-time offenders program or do some community right. service and things for dismissal because they know, you know, a lot of kids get caught with that because they're yeah. being dumb, mm-hmm. right? And they don't want to screw up yeah. their lives, yeah. right? Would you say, what do you think in the future, obviously, um, Texas will eventually legalize weed? Yeah, I hope so. And yeah. I hope it's soon. Yeah. Right. It, it, do you see it? Sooner than later? I'm thinking like 10, 15. Uh, I think less than 10. Really? I, th- I think less than 10. I mean, if you saw like... The, being I'm going in- to Vegas tonight. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. I've never been anywhere where marijuana is legal. So I'm very curious to see because I've always just felt like, oh shit, like you mean everyone just... like. There's just clouds everywhere. Like, everyone's smoking weed. No, 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 no. I'm so, so like... My friends and yeah. I were in um, San, uh, yeah, San Francisco, and then we went to Napa Valley recently. But um, our first night in San Francisco, we went to a dispensary. And I had never been to right. a dispensary. And I'm like, you can just buy, like, whatever you want. <laughs> you mean, yeah. where's the cops? Wait, <laughs> so I can get this? And then there's mints, and there's cookies, <laughs> yeah. and there's, like, pens and patches yeah. and, like, Listerine strips. I'm like, where are they coming up with this <laughs> fantastic super creative yeah no but to to your comment i think less than 10 because if you see like in the legal community after the last election the blue wave turned over a lot of judges seats right so so many democrats won judges seats in the houston area and the dallas area things like that and so i mean depending on voter turnout you know the representatives are gonna have to push for those type of things right I think less than 10, and I think it should be legal definitively. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think so, too. Do you think, what do you think it would do to El Paso's economy? I mean, if we could grow it or if we could just smoke it. Oh, I don't know. Buy it. Like, like Colorado. Like, Yeah, I mean, I think it would, would certainly help. 
Yeah. Right? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully the real estate market booms. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, the market's badass out here. I, I will say that. El Paso yeah. is just amazing. East side mostly or? You're literally seeing growth everywhere. West side is there is growing as well. But yeah, the the majority of the growth here in El Paso is for sure the Far East. Sure. Just because you have so many things coming over there. The East side sports complex, which is the biggest park in El Paso now. Okay. Um, and then you're going to have a lot of just access ways here. So it's going to be, I would say in two to three years, this area is going to be so developed that everyone's going to want to live on this. You side. need to find me a location for my satellite office because I need oh, yeah, one on the east sure. side. Yeah. yeah. Well, on Saragossa, there's a ton of, of shopping centers right now opening up super cheap. Yeah. Some place um, where people who get lots of traffic tickets would like to go. Yeah. Right. Um, Everywhere. Everywhere, right? <laughs> Everywhere on Sarawasa. <laughs> yeah, El Paso's insane. I actually drive really fast, too. But okay. well, surprisingly, the already. cops are very nice to me, so. That's good. Thank they you. probably know you from, like, Instagram. No, I don't think so. I think I think there's just a way for you to, um, you know, talk to cops. Okay, give me your best, like, excuse me, sir. I pulled you over. Do you know why I pulled you over? Honestly, I don't do any, like, I'm not <laughs> showing You're not crying. <laughs> like, showing leg or anything. But I think... <laughs> I think, you know, just from tips that I've heard on Facebook and stuff like that, like when cops come, I have my hands on the steering wheel and they're just like, my fingers are open. I just want them to feel safe. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I was probably speeding. Like, I'm not trying to lie. Right. I know I was going 85 on a I 60. was probably speeding. I'm not trying to lie. But yeah, yeah. Probably, like, like, I think. Just maybe. everyone behind there is crazy. I'm trying to pass everyone. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I, I've just gotten last four or five times. I've been super lucky, so. Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But when I do get some tickets, I'm definitely right, going to see you over. for sure. Um, what are some of the most common questions that you get here? Because one thing that I'm super impressed with is you are literally making a lot of noise in your space. You're disrupting your space right now because you're the only lawyer, I think, on social media marketing the way you are at the volume that you are as well. Well, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's really cool. And I'll say this too, like two two years ago when I first started real estate here in El Paso, I was looking around and I'm like, no one's really marketing the way I think I would be marketing. Mm -hmm. And doing the podcast, starting a vlog, doing all these other things, I'm like, I know I'm disrupting the market too because all the realtors are telling me as well. And you start to see a lot of people doing the same thing too. Have you seen any lawyers kind of jump on the marketing uh, train as well, I social media wise? Because I think, you know, just realistically or maybe just, um, you know, common conception is that lawyers are a lot older. You know, you're very young. So when well, people, you. if you were to say you're a lawyer, people like, what? Yeah. I'm sure you get that all the time. But what would you say, you know, has the awareness, I guess, of marketing and social media in your space grown from other lawyers and things like that? So lawyers are, so you're absolutely right. Lawyers are super old school, like, like ridiculously old And I, I, we get that rep, rep too school. for realtors. Like everyone right. thinks realtors are old, you yeah. know? It's like, no, and it's young like ones this, too. And it's like this prestigious profession and you go to a lot of school and you know, you want to have your office and you want to do things and you want to get advice. Um, lawyers are really scared of doing two things. The first is giving like free legal advice because they're afraid that, you know, they're going to get blamed if it goes wrong or it's going to be incorrect or it's, 
you know, giving, establishing an attorney-client relationship. It's just, you know, it's not what lawyers do, right? right? So, so that's one thing. And, and the other thing is being from, uh, that a lot of lawyers are from an older generation. They're just not as savvy with the social media or don't understand the value of social media. I will say that my practice has blown up since I've been on Instagram. Uh, and the traffic ticket business that I have, Traffic Tickets 915 would not exist without social media. Right, yeah. would, would not exist because what I'm trying to do is revolutionize that industry. What my partner and I are trying to do is make it so you get a ticket and you snap a picture with my app and you pay and you never have to think about it again, man. Mm. And so you don't have to go, you don't have to call a lawyer. Quicker than Uber Eats. Yeah, right? You don't have to call a lawyer. You don't have to go visit a lawyer. You don't have to go to court. You don't have to take off work. So Nothing. they don't even physically have to talk to you? Absolutely not. Absolutely. But not. you would like them to talk to you. I mean, they can. I'm <laughs> just kidding. They can, right? <laughs> but this obviously avoids a lot of calls for you, but the process, you're making it super simple. Yeah, One, and you two, can three. do it. Yeah, do it on the website. You can do it. it I mean, you can call. You can come in, right? Um, I have three really fabulous assistants that know everything inside and out, but. I want to automate it because that is the last thing. I mean, there's thousands of tickets written yeah. every month in, in And you county. could tell, too, when these guys have quota. I believe in <laughs> oh quotas. Oh, my God. I like, believe in yeah, quotas. Because but... you, you see, right? You're driving down the freeway, and you're like, I haven't seen a cop in like two weeks. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, and there's boom, seven, boom, right? boom, 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 boom. I know. It's insane. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know that they exist, but I think they exist. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, we want everything automated. And what every profession, realtors, attorneys, doctors, need to realize is that is the way of the world. Accept it and rock it. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to be left behind. Yeah. So, you're going to evolve or die. Right. Yeah. I know. You got to. It's freaking insane. So social media has literally helped you boost your business out 100%. here. Um, what percentage would you say of your business is from social media or, um, you know, the Internet? Obviously, 915 is one of your other businesses. Mm -hmm. And how long have you had that business running? I started in October. October. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's grown enough to uh, pay all the expenses for my law firm, my partner's law firm, awesome. and the app and everything. Three employees, like, I my mean. God, you're blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything. So it's grown that much. But you got to understand, the way that I set up, that we set up Traffic Tickets 915 is, is sort of like, leverage income right because right. my main source of income is being an attorney a, yeah. a criminal defense attorney an intellectual property attorney but also i have this side stream of income and i think that's important for entrepreneurs to have is like here's my main profession but i'm good at all these other things too like can i make one of these a side hustle right. can i make it so that there's this extra cash coming in to either cover expenses or to have some fun money yeah yeah and i think that's the thing that entrepreneurs ask themselves because as an entrepreneur this isn't your first rodeo right you've yeah. tried businesses and i'm sure most of them have failed sure right yeah more common realtor or common uh entrepreneur but it's crazy because you're literally just looking for that one thing that's gonna stick mm -hmm. which is what you're doing right now you're looking for that one thing and if it sticks run with it right and if it doesn't drop it move on to the next yeah yeah that's awesome um and that business has obviously helped the leverage or your expenses mm -hmm. um and the 
defense attorney, that's your main gig, right? So you're right. in person, you're in person with your clients in the courthouse. Mm-hmm. How often than, than none? Every day. Every, every day? day? I'm in the courthouse. Yeah, it's every insane. day. I, I was joking with you before. It's like, I don't ever come to the east side unless I'm going to the jail. Yeah. <laughs> to visit people in the Anytime she comes to the east side, she's it's like, like it reminds me of jail. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh, you live in jail. Yeah, I go hang out at the annex. It smells like an old cafeteria. Gross. Yeah, a lot of my friends are out there. Um, not, at the no, annex? No, 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 okay. not, not at the annex, working at the annex. Uh-huh, okay. There's POs oh. and <laughs> sheriffs and things like that. No, not at the end. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they're, uh, they're booking a room there for, uh, for what? Right? So I actually got a tour. I'm probably going to get some no way. trouble here. Not of the annex, but of the downtown jail. Oh, how it was that? It was incredible. I had a tour once, too. It was, it was just I really was incredible. Arrested. You were arrested? When I was 18. Okay. Was All right. right. I'm going to ask no more questions. I had questions. a tour as well. Okay. Well, I had how a tour that? and I was not arrested. Really? That's amazing. Yeah. So, no, it was super cool. It was super cool. And we went down into where they, like, the tunnel where they take the inmates over to the jail. And then I saw medical. I saw the sun porch. I went into, like, the area that sort of has all the video cameras and, and controls everything. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, I went to booking and saw, like, kind of how they shuffle people through the yeah. process. and super interesting and I think you've got to try at least to understand that because it's like a phase of what your clients go through for sure right I think that's a, it's such a crazy process right the steps and steps and steps and uh-huh. steps and steps it's scary too especially yeah. if you've never been in trouble before mm-hmm. right I mean, it's super for like scary. anything major right yeah because I only was there for something super minor I was like what I have school I'm tomorrow yeah that's funny so obviously social media has helped you kind of you know leverage your business leverage your name and your brand um I personally think just social media is insane and that's one of uh we were talking a little bit about why I started the podcast I mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk um but you know he's just one of the people that have really shown how big social media is and I think, you know, even you and I for sure are not utilizing every single tool that we can Absolutely on social media. Because it's insane. It's it's no. infinite. I think it and it grows every day. These guys are trying to improve their apps and things like that. So, so Go ahead. I was gonna ask you. So in the name of free advice, right? Yeah. So taking what you learned from him, mm-hmm. what's your like two or three tips that you can give to like other entrepreneurs right now that they should incorporate? I think the only tip I'll give one one okay um, but I think everyone could utilize this because this is literally the one biggest piece of advice that I left with when I went to this training or this event and this one piece of advice started everything whatever your industry is whatever you're doing whether you're a lawyer whether you're a realtor whether you're um, you know selling insurance or you know you're selling pictures of whatever it doesn't matter whatever you're doing stop considering yourself that and start considering yourself a marketing agency a news company okay because when he said that i was like what i don't understand and basically what he meant is you know I'm not a realtor anymore. I have to stop considering myself a realtor because as a realtor, what am I doing? I'm helping people sell their house, helping people buy their house, which is what I should be doing. That is my job. But if I instead shifted my priority to becoming a news company or marketing company, right? Mm -hmm. 
what am I doing? Now I'm pumping content like crazy. Mm -hmm. If I have a guy that's a videographer and that can edit and I know my stuff, I know what I'm talking about, right? And if I could give value, but at a high rate, mm -hmm. then I could literally just position myself to kind of skip and cut through all that time that was wasted. You know, there's no more door knocking. There's door knocking still, but you don't have to. You know, there's a lot of ways to strategically use social media to target different people that you need to be targeting. Mm -hmm. And I think if you focus on instead pumping out content instead of just being a job title or I'm a realtor, whatever, you know, instead of instead of that, when I came back, what did we start doing? We started pumping out videos, 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 vlogs. I was talking to realtors, giving advice. I was talking to buyers that are thinking about buying a house. I was giving tips for people mm -hmm. considering maybe buying. I was giving tips for people selling houses. I was giving tips for what you should do for your credit, you know, things like that. And that is where I immediately saw the shift because I was my first year already completed in real estate. As a realtor, I came back and I was like, okay, I'm a news company now. I'm a marketing company. Mm -hmm. And my second year, exposure through the freaking roof mm -hmm. from the podcast, from the vlog, from being a realtor, you know? So I'm, I'm like, whoa, that, that was insane for me. But I think everyone in any industry can do that. You're doing it right now because you're, you're already doing it. But I think even if you shifted your priority to now you're not a lawyer, you're a marketing company, a lot more content is going to be pumped out a mm -hmm. lot. You know, it's just going to be 10 times even more of what you're doing. And that's what I saw. Like I was already doing videos, but I wasn't doing them with the intent of I need to be a marketing company. What do marketing companies do? Provide content. freaking content all freaking day. No, I think you're right. And I something that you mentioned really resonated with me is like the old school way of anything, including entrepreneurship, is like we have this step and then mm -hmm. we go to the next step and then we go to the next step. And it's like you got to learn to skip some steps yeah. here, right? And that's one of the things that I saw is like, I don't have to, I mean, I've been a lawyer for five years, right? And I've learned a lot and I have a million other things to learn, but I'm skipping steps yeah. here, right? Of and course. I'm accelerating my ability to be a businesswoman and my ability to get clients and be relevant mm -hmm. and help people. And it's maybe it's a millennial thing, but it's like, I don't think I have to go, you know? Yeah, because like I mean, for you to follow that, it's just a structure that somebody made right. you know, somebody made that structure when i started real estate i paid somebody 50 percent of what i made for my first x amount of dollars made in real estate so that they could show me what i need to do to be a good realtor mm -hmm. so what i did is i paid money when i didn't even have money to start because mm -hmm. i started and it's like real estate's tough you know but i started and i started spending money and, and cutting my money short so I could just learn. I cut that learning curve in half. And what I was doing in my second month, third month, fourth month was what people were doing two years, three years into it. So it shocked so many people, but it didn't shock me because I was like, well, it was part of the plan that was supposed to happen. So I think it is crazy when you do things like that as an entrepreneur, you know, uh, make little sacrifices or kind of restructure things. Uh, so it's pretty crazy, but utilizing social media like you have done, what are some of, um, you know, the biggest struggles that you see right now? 
with your current with business. my yeah. current business or current social media um you're you're utilizing social media right now it's helping your business but what are some of the biggest struggles that you're still facing right now with uh your business with my business um I mean everything life. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. I will I will say something on social media is like balance for me in my business and my life between like so one of the things I do for all my clients, I give all my clients my cell phone number, right? And I say, Hey man, like I know that you're gonna have a question and instead of staying up all night worrying about if you're gonna get arrested tomorrow, just text me. Mm-hmm. Right? Just just text me <clears throat> and I will respond to you and it's gonna be okay. Right? right. Whatever it is. So balancing all that time, and I don't post near enough content, right? Like I would like to post something every day, whatever it may be. But do you I feel just like can't. just thinking about it? Do you have enough content to post every single day? I mean, in my brain. Sure. Hell yeah, right? Right? I feel like yeah. that. So I'm like, damn, I could but probably you, make like four videos a day and not finish. <laughs> right, ever. but balancing that. Yeah. And, and creating good content and then being okay with being kind of a mess, right? right? Because in my videos, I'm always like, I got my makeup on and I've got an outfit on and I kind of plan out what I say and being okay with like, okay, I'm going to take this, you know, 15 second <laughs> video of me being a mess, being like, oh, I just thought of this awesome tip, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I need to be more okay with that because I think that for me breeds the trust and the brand loyalty is like, you can see what my life is like, one. It's not perfect by any means. I'm a total disaster mm-hmm. and that's what being an entrepreneur is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just getting the content out on a consistent yeah. basis, you for know, sure. You know, one other thing, one other tip that I have is like, when you feel like that, when you feel like you could be pumping out more content, I, I've caught myself doing this, but have you ever caught yourself about to post a video maybe that you just did Uh and you're thinking i'm a hot mess or whatever Uh and you're about to post it and then you delete it and you're like no i'm not gonna post it totally those are the videos you should be posting okay Okay. those are the videos that you should be posting yeah Yeah. because as business owners people don't want to see perfect and that's what i learned too when we were first starting right we were so rehearsed it would take me the little 15 second video took me 70 80 takes for like the first month <laughs> yeah, or two yeah because i was so like i was like oh no, no, no now it's just like one take i don't care if it's bad or good mm-hmm. i'm putting it up because people do want to see you mess up or you know mm-hmm. sneeze on the video and oh that was funny they want to know that you're human and when you overthink those posts that show that the most that's when it hurts too because you're giving off that I'm a lawyer when you're not, you're more than that, you know? So mm-hmm. those posts, fuck it, post it. Okay, fuck it, post it, right? <laughs> fuck it. Fuck For it, real, that, I, I started yeah. doing that, I'm like, oh, fuck it, like, it's not that good, <laughs> fuck it, I'm just gonna post it. And I think I get more responses from those types of videos where I, it's not as perfect as I wanted it to mm-hmm. be, because people don't care so much about that, they care more about the context right. and the value that they're getting. Yeah, from it, no, you know? no, I absolutely agree. That's good advice for sure. Yeah, so I love social media. Um, but, uh, you know, talking a little bit about balance, you obviously have a ton going on. So, how do you find that balance? What are some things that you do? You mentioned to me some of your favorite hobbies, right? You know, my marketing guy, you know, Whoa, Sosa from. Uh, uh, <laughs> From uh, <laughs> so I do a lot of yoga. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, hot box yoga is amazing. That place is dope. So yeah, so I do a lot of yoga. Um, I meditate. I journal not as frequently as I like, but yes. Uh, and I'm also 
So I suffer from a lot of anxiety. Like really? super, yeah, super anxious person and going vegan helped with that. That's awesome. Honestly, it helped with a lot of things, but like that was one of How the How long things. have you been vegan? Uh, since 2016, so almost three years. So, I mean, I grew up in the country. It's like meat and potatoes and like yeah. canned green beans, right? Yeah. So uh, now I'm vegan and it's incredible. You're a vegan as well? Yes, yes. I've been for going on five. Oh, that's awesome. Five years, yeah. What, I, what keeps you vegan? Honestly, I don't even crave. Like, when I did it, I did it. I didn't go cold turkey, but I made a decision in Miami and I caught myself. It was so crazy because I've always been really grossed out with chicken and meat and all that stuff. I remember as a kid, like, my mom making some bomb caldo, and I get the, and she put the chicken leg in there, and I'll get the chicken leg, and I'll look at it, and I'm like, oh, there's a vein. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to do it. So I've always been grossed out, you know? And I remember at one point I was in Miami, and I had no family or friends over there. When I moved over there, it was just me. So I was always eating what I would normally eat, the chicken, the beef, the steaks, whatever. And I was still grossed out all the time. And I was like, I just asked myself one day, why do I keep doing it then? Like, no one is here to tell me I have to eat it. I could literally just do it and not even tell anyone I'm not eating that. Like, no one has to know. So I did it, but I also did some knowledge behind it, watched the videos. The propaganda. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> dramatizing videos. Right? Um, and then, little by little, every time I craved it, I... I, instead of fighting it, I went to go eat it. So if I craved a burger, I went and bought the burger that I was craving. Mm-hmm. But when I would eat it, when I would bite it, I told myself, just look at what you're eating. And after that, I was like, I'm done. And <laughs> like, you feel bad I'm the next good. day, dude. Like, yes. you just feel terrible. Right? Like, I always wondered, why do I always feel sleepy? Or why do I get in a bad mood? Or why am I, like, annoyed when I'm, like, eating this or full? You know, I'm especially after I'm full, I don't want to talk to no one. It's an energy thing, though. I believe, like, you know, all the negative energy that happens when, like, something is slaughtered and said that just doesn't, like, go away, right? Like, that's the shit that you're eating. That's the shit that you're eating. Some people don't even, like, eating with me. I won't even, I don't even throw it at people, you know? Like, but when people ask me, why don't you eat me? I'm like, do you have five hours? Let's talk about it. I'll tell you after you eat. (laughs) Yeah, people get mad. My mom has kicked me out of her house. She told me, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out because I ruined her salad. <laughs> oh, I know, I felt bad. But um, so being vegan, how's that? You know, how did your family take that? Because obviously you grew up in a. I mean, they think I'm life. crazy for like a hundred other reasons, <laughs> really? right? You know, but um, I'm single. I'm 34. I'm in a place that's like totally foreign to them because I'm an only child, and they're both back in Kansas, right. and so like. I didn't really know anybody when I moved here. They think I'm just nuts. I went to Peru to a yoga retreat. Like, I flew by myself and didn't tell my mother. And then she calls my phone, and it's, like, this message in Spanish because I didn't (laughs) turn on my international calling. And she thought I was kidnapped, right? So that was an issue. So they just think I'm crazy for other reasons. The veganism is super mild. Like, they they tolerate it. It's cool. My mom really doesn't, like too much meat anyway so it's it's super cool but what is your favorite dish or what is your favorite thing to eat as a vegan oh man 
I mean, lots of Indian food or Asian fusion food, Thai yeah. food, whatever. I mean, a lot of that can be made vegan, and I love it. Yeah. Right? I, I love it. Okay. And I, I love spicy. I like my favorite food's hot sauce or sriracha <laughs> or chili oil. My favorite I like food. hot sauce upon it's hot sauce upon <laughs> sriracha. No, it is a food group, and it is my wow. food group, right? On anything. Really? On anything. That's yeah, my nice. friends are, are ridiculous, and they think that I'm ridiculous, but it's like, where's the hot sauce, dude? Right? Yeah. If, if I'm ever like on one of those shows where it's like, do you know the person you're dating? What's their favorite food? Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Right? <laughs> yes. I'm literally everything. Yeah, wow. for sure. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that. So, that's cool. I I personally like, um, I like pho. I like uh, Thai food as well. Super spicy. But I really think that like you can make almost anything vegan. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It's like I could go anywhere and I'm okay. I don't fuck up the dinner because I'm not the only one eating. I always get a lot of sides, that's for sure. Like, I'm a sides kind of guy. You like variety. Yeah, I do. I do. (laughs) Get a little mashed potatoes and some broccoli and, you know, mix it up. But it's fun. Sosa's not, he's a big-time meat eater, right? Yeah, they (laughs) they don't care. (laughs) But um, yoga, I'm pretty sure that definitely helps that balance, right? Yeah. I personally meditate. I haven't actually meditated in a couple of weeks, and that's why I've probably been a little fidgety, a little grumpy, bro, lately. Vita's called me out, honestly. But I used to meditate a lot. I was actually on a little 100 and, or 200-day streak. Wow. Like I was posting it every single day. It was really cool. What do you use to meditate? Um, I use Headspace. Me too. Really? Yes. Headspace is Yes. I and when it. I want to like cheat, and I'm like, oh, I want to keep my record going, you do the good night one. Because have you used the good night one? Uh, I've done the good night yeah, one. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like 30 seconds in and I'm sleeping and it's like playing and it counts as a <laughs> day of meditating. 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. Cheat that system. <laughs> 650 minutes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was always posting my minutes. So I was at a lot. And a bunch of people got into the headspace too. Most but... of my minutes are sleeping. Let's really? be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> That's cool. I think as long as, any way you intake meditation, I guess, huh? It helps you sleep or it helps you whatever. That's cool. Um, so wrapping up, I know we're kind of tied up on time, but I like to kind of end podcasts, obviously talking a little bit about El Paso. You you share your love for the city. You love El Paso, mm-hmm. being here for five years. And um, it's crazy to see, too, like we just have so many people from outside of El Paso staying in El Paso, especially mm-hmm. military. They really like El Paso. So with that being said, I think the city has a ton to offer, especially food. Like food is... Oh, man. Food is like insane out here, right? So where are your favorite places to one, eat, hang out, and celebrate or go out? Oh have my a gosh. Beverage here have in a here, beverage here in El Paso. Or several tequila shots. Yeah, um, tequila, I mean I carnitos. love I love downtown. Um, favorite places to eat. I still haven't tried Queen's table. I'm very sad about that. Let me have Queen on here too. Yeah. Her name's actually Queen. She looks like a yeah. badass bitch, man. Dude. I want to meet her for well, she sure. Is. She is badass. For sure. Yeah. Their food is freaking amazing. Yeah, I mean, I love Eloise. I love Salt and Honey, uh, JBB. I mean, I, like, I have a coffee shop vibe. So I have an office downtown, and it's really great, but I do my best work at a coffee shop. So really? most of the time, I am either at JBB or Salt and Honey or Hillside, just like cranking out work that's because awesome. I, that's how I used to study. Right? You need kind of that environment on yeah, the, the crazy game. In and out, people. Yeah. I love that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, to have a 
beverage uh, anywhere that serves good tequila, right? Anywhere that serves Cornito. Right. So um, I haven't sampled it yet because I am like on a 30-day challenge of no drinking, right? I had right. a little too much fun. You guys haven't noticed I know. on YouTube, it, she hasn't touched her whiskey. I know. 25 days in, right? Because You're I had strong. to dry I'll out after New Orleans, San Francisco, and Napa Valley. Napa Valley was insane. You drink you, a ton if, of wine out there? Right. And if you follow me on Instagram, there's an awesome video of me running into a field of flowers and I lose my shoes and I'm like because none of my friends will do this so I'm like running into a field of flowers and then I'm about to run out and then I start running and I face plant right no into the barefoot girl, yeah barefoot <laughs> the girls had to come like carry me out right what? yes I mean really? it's crazy it's on so Instagram? I needless to say I needed to dry out a little bit right, right. so day 25 of that <laughs> uh, but a cool bar that I went to the other day with friends Sober was Lost and Found. Have you checked it out? Yes. They Lost have the Topo Chico before. with the tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have that at Later Later. As okay. Well. So I love Later Later too. Yeah. For sure. Um, have you tried 1922? Bar? I haven't. No. No? Not yet. I haven't either, but it looks cool. The vibe's cool. But like that will be my first drink when I start drinking again is the Topo Chico and tequila. Yeah? Done. It's badass. Have you 100%. Tried it? Dude, I actually have Topo Chico on every show and I forgot the Topo Chico today. But I have. It I would have made Topo me Chico. think about tequila. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would have just ended up drinking some tequila. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Topo Chico, but later, later, and uh, Lost and Found, they have the Topo Chico tequila that they have. It's really good. Yeah. I like it too. For sure. It's really cool. And what about to hang out? To hang out. Downtime. Not working. Ooh, what am I not? Not drinking. <laughs> just kidding. Not working. Maybe you're drinking. Not drinking. <laughs> um, Asleep. <laughs> <laughs> right in bed sleeping <laughs> meditating meditating <laughs> meditating <laughs> getting her minutes in <laughs> all right so i don't even know how to answer that question man i'm just always working that's my default when i have nothing really? to do it's like it's just working. work i have that problem too I'm no i have a day off and i'm at the office like yeah. let me figure out what i could do and i end up working i'm like fuck <laughs> yeah i have a lot of wine nights with my girlfriends oh really stuff like that that's yeah. cool so just kind of hang out with friends and things like yeah, that. yeah yeah i'm a house party kind of gal it's kind of how i grew up right i mean yeah. we don't really have bonfires here so the equivalent we is house did parties. you know what happened there's houses now where all the bonfires used to be there's Literally. a lot of desert dude like do yeah some i know we still have some desert that we could we could uh have some bonfires on but i'm telling you like these houses especially over here they're already cutting into red suns so like i feel like el paso is not even gonna be a desert soon That'll be fun, huh? So, uh, where can our viewers find you? What are some of your tags? And you also have a big project coming up, right? Or something new rolling out on the 24th? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, my friend <laughs> Tiffany Minifee of Pronto Body Shop is like my soul sister. And we are starting a podcast called How to Date an Entrepreneur, The Life of Two Imposters. And we're going to be super extra and ridiculous, but a lot of people aren't real about like the stupid shit yeah. that happens to you during the week as an entre a female entrepreneur. Right. Right? Dealing with those struggles and then being like, like I, 
I can't put up my laundry, but I can run two businesses, yeah. right? Like those kind of things. So it should be super funny. She wants to do video. I want to show up in sweats. So we're <laughs> fighting about that right now. But on the 24th is going to be our first episode. You don't have enough jump, jumpsuits, huh? Dude, I wear the matching like tracksuits. No, to when I go like shopping yeah, with yeah, routes, yeah. right? Like little matching tracksuits and my cute little kids and like sporty chic, right? I got my earrings yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there might be a lot of that. That's awesome. Right? But yeah, so we're going to start recording on the 24th. Um, I'm on Instagram, um, Alexandria Sarah, and then same on Facebook. And then uh, tickets 915 is the traffic tickets 915. So if you need any advice on anything, and please give me topics. Whatever you want to know as far as criminal law goes, I will let you know. So message me and give me some topics for tomorrow because it's Lawyer Talk Thursday tomorrow. Oh, Unless you want to give me a topic right now. Shit, I'll give you one right now. Hmm. Let's see. What did you get arrested for when you got to? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, public intoxication. I was 18, so I was coming back from Juarez. So this is a fucked up thing, right? That you cannot drink in the U.S., but an 18-year-old can walk across the border, get super wasted, and then walk, and then walk back. back. And that's what I did. <laughs> so I walked back, and at the time the cops were clearing out downtown, telling everyone to go home, uh-huh. I hopped in the back seat. My friend was driving. My other friend was in the shotgun and then girls were walking by so they want to talk to the girls and the cop was like get the fuck out of the car i told you to get out of here you're under arrest <laughs> and he arrested That's all three illegal. of us mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. well i missed days of high school because of that I was oh man high school. Yeah. all right yeah. all right so something with public intox public intoxication okay all right and lawyer talk thursday public intox yeah so maybe maybe even circling around that because okay. i feel like it may happen a lot like is there anything illegal or legal about not only what happened, but the 18-year-old coming from Juarez when it was legal over there, but now it's not legal? Well, guess what? I will tell you on my video tomorrow, so you have to watch. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm <pretty> excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm super excited for, um, one, the video to come out and everyone to hear your story. Really excited to have you on, and thank you for showing up. Appreciate Thank it. you. Yeah. This is make awesome. Sh- yeah, make sure you guys all tune in every single Wednesday where we have entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers just like Alexandria. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Thanks. Take Bye, care. guys. Thank you for listening to Whiskey Wednesdays. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And you can see more on YouTube, Instagram, and Apple Podcasts.